Welcome to the You Can Do Hard Things podcast. I am your host today, General John, uh, where we talk about doing hard things because we realize that in life, the true happiness happens when we learn to do hard things. And today I'm joined by two very special guests. They're actually my best friends as well, uh, where we're going to talk about the solar journey, the solar opportunity, and how doing the hard things in solar has allowed us to really accomplish a lot of things, have given us vast amounts of financial success, but also given us purpose and happiness. So I am joined here to my left by uh, Jordan Matesias. He is the regional manager uh, with Legacy Power. He oversees the Pacific region. Uh, and then I'm joined uh, to my right by Jake Ransom, uh, who he's also a regional manager at Legacy Power, and he oversees the Southern California region. These two are some of the most phenomenal leaders in the solar space. Uh, I would argue the best leaders in the solar space. Uh, they're remarkable at training people, building people up, empowering them, and teaching them that they can do hard things. So, uh, uh, yeah, so you guys want to introduce yourselves? Like, give us a little bit background of kind of yeah. what got you guys here, and uh, yeah. Well, you already did a fantastic job at introducing me, John, so thank you for that. Um, but yeah. A little bit about me. Um, like John was saying, I am the regional manager for the Pacific region. Um, I got into solar by none other than the General John himself. Um, it was about five years ago now. Yeah. That's crazy. Seems like yesterday. I remember that at original Pancake, pancake House. house. Yeah. 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 So crazy. I thought You were valeting cars at the time. <laughs> I, I swear I thought you were trying to get me to join your MLM and I was like, yeah, nah, I'm good. Um, but you joined something better. Yes, I did. Choosing mm -hmm. to follow you has been one of the best decisions of my life. I really mean that. Um, yeah, and it's been great, and that is who I am. Yeah, fast forward today, happily married. Happily married, happily just married. bought a house. Bought a house, signed bought to move in today. like next week. Yeah. Getting the keys. And how old are you, Jordan? I got the keys, let's go. Uh, I'm 28. <laughs> 28 years old, 28 yeah. years old, already done. A 28 little. years old, key holder. Key holder, come on, love that. Yeah, Jordan has such a powerful testimony of where he used to be, um, and we'll, maybe we'll get more into that and kind of like uh, what this industry has got. Just maybe. Yeah, so cool. It's awesome. Jake Ransom, a.k.a. Handsome Ransom, as some call him. Don't confuse him with Mr. Clean, all right? They are two different people, <laughs> all right? But Jake, tell us about you, dude. Yeah, first off, honored to be here. Thank you for having me. I love you. You're the man. <laughs> Thank you for the... Um, just all the encouragement that you've been giving me over the years and um, the impact that you've made on my life and same to you Jordan you've, you both you both you two have made huge impact on my life and so before I say anything I just want to honor and like sincerely say thank you to the both you guys and it's a true blessing and it's a it's a privilege to be able to um, have a part in leading our organization and it's yeah. fun um, but yeah I um, I've known you, John, for about five years. I think, yeah, four, four or five years. And um, I've been in solar now for four years, and it's it's been a trip. It's been a trip. <laughs> These two knuckleheads uh, recruited me into the business. Come on, uh, as team. as hesitant as I was, I, I thought door to door was weird. It just seemed <clears throat> very strange and kind of lame, but. Um, I had a little bit of open-mindedness and, and, and dove in, and um, it's it's been a wild ride so far. So, um, yeah, not exactly sure what we're going to be getting into as far as the content and, and oh, our conversation. Gonna be awesome. But, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, ha happy to be here. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just to kind of bring the audience back to speed, you know, today we're going to focus on just kind of solar and, and what it's done for us. 
Um, and then potentially, you know, if, if someone's watching this and they're interested in getting the solar, what, what it can really do for them. And, uh, you know, what people need to realize about the solar industry is that right now what we're, what we're witnessing is the largest transfer of wealth, right? For hundreds of years, or not maybe not hundreds, but for about 100 years, right, we've done energy through, you know, natural gas and uh, fossil fuel. Right. Yeah. And really in the last, I would say, 10, 15 years, we're seeing a massive shift into the renewable sector. Right. To where now we're getting energy via the sun. Right. Instead of getting it, instead of digging, digging it up, we're getting it via the sun, right through solar panels. <laughs> um, and then the people leading that charge are people like us. Right. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there that are knocking doors to get the message out there. Right. And the reality is, is when you look at any industry that uh, has accomplished big things, there was always a group of people that were willing to pioneer it and were willing to go out there and get it done. Right. When you, when you think about how we even we live in San Diego, California, and we think about how we got here, right? There had to be people who ventured from the east all the way to the west, right? They pioneered the way, right? Because they believed in in something. Pioneer. And, pioneer. Pioneer. Yeah. And here we are, right? So that's what we get to do in the solar space. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a really awesome journey. Uh, really, the door-to-door space has really allowed us to evolve. I remember when I first started, I was not confident. You know, I didn't have the best public <laughs> speaking skills, right? Um, I, yeah, I didn't really believe in myself that much, but this industry really has allowed us to to uh, evolve and become uh, uh, better people. And uh, I'm grateful for it, right? And I, I know personally, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I really believe this is a great career path for a lot of people. You know, I, I, think, when, I think when society hears of door to door, they instantly think like pushy or, they, have, they twist your arms to sign up, right? And it doesn't have to be that way, right. right? What we're doing is amazing, right? I mean, how many homeowners do you guys have where they thank you that you saved them 100 bucks, $200, $500 monthly off their electric bill? And especially in today's day and age, right? Biden's America, right? That that means a lot for some people, right? So I want to ask you guys, I mean, you guys have been in the space for five years, right? What do you guys believe is the longevity of this industry? Because I feel like that's a question we get a lot. People will say, oh, there's only two good years left, three years left. I was hearing that back in 2016. People saying like, oh, we got like two years left. Six years later, here we are. So like, I mean, given where, where you, what you guys have done, like what do you guys believe is the longevity yeah. of this industry? That's a great question, John. And uh, thank you for asking it. Um, first of all, in the Inflation Reduction Act, you know, which has it been signed into law yet? Yep, has it officially it has. been signed? It's yep. passed. It's, yep, it's done. It's, it's done. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Don't agree with everything in the bill. I mean, <laughs> I think you guys both know where I stand politically. But here's the good news for the people who are in solar: the tax credit got extended another decade, another right. ten years, and was increased to thirty percent. So good. So I think solar nationally, I think market penetration wise, and you know, fact check this, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we're at like four or five percent market penetration, like that, you know, yeah. nation, nationwide um, is on your side. Um, but nationwide is exactly. on your side. So I don't know. I butcher that. <laughs> Maybe Hannah Ransom should have sung, sung that. Nationwide. Anyway, five percent market penetration. You know, there's just like I think these next 10 years are really going to be some of the most fruitful. For so solar. good. And I yeah. do b- believe, too, that, it, you know, the tax credit is probably going to get extended again 10 yeah. years from now, unless some better technology that's, you know, renewable comes out. Then I believe that's what we'll transition to. And that's what we'll be selling. Um, Jake's going to be 80 years old, still knocking doors. Come on. Because it just keeps getting extended. All right. Come on. Yeah, Jake's going to be the vice president 80 years from now. <laughs> um, but California, you know, I think, you know, the California market, there's a lot of like naysayers and like, you know, 
doomsday people that are, you know, predicting like, oh, you know, California, there's like two years left, there's three years left. Like, I totally am in line with what you say. Like, we've been hearing that for a while. Right. And we might get another curveball, NEM3, I think will be a curveball for the industry, but something that legacy and that we have proven to do is always pivot our stance and right. adapt to whatever we're thrown in. And I think if we play our cards right and you know we really do have the strength to adapt and overcome whatever curveballs are thrown our way, we can have 10 more fruitful years of solar right. in California. Now there then again, you know, California might not be the number one market, you know, that's profitable, you know, it might transition to Florida or Texas, you know, those are some of the other, uh, up and coming markets we're seeing, but I still believe that even 10 years from now we can make money right. in California and exceptional money. So what would you say to someone that's like, oh, I want to get into solar, you know, but yeah, I I don't know. Like what what advice would you give that individual that is contemplating it cuz I mean, this is the modern day gold rush. Right. I mean, we got guys that are making 30 K checks weekly. Right. We had a, we have a guy, we've had several guys that have made six figures in a month, multiple times. Right. So there's a lot of fruit in it. So what would you say to someone that's like, I don't know, they're like thinking about it. Maybe they're in pest control. Maybe they're uh, selling insurance or selling cars or whatever. Like, what would you say to that individual? Jump in. Yeah. It's a yeah, go simple. For it. <clears throat> I love solar. I, I love the way that solar looks. I love the way that solar, uh, I love what it does. I love how it um, helps people save money. I love how it produces clean, renewable, sustainable power. I love how the space that we're in is disruptive. And I love how there's this big shift in our generation and just the way that homes are powered. And it's fascinating to me, just getting the chance to learn about the modern day grid and wow. how the utility works. And yeah. before I got into solar, I didn't really pay much attention to that stuff. I didn't really know. I just, I personally got my electric bill and just kind of paid it. You know, most people don't really think about how we get our power, how the system works. Sure. But right. the grid in this day and age is, it's about 130 years outdated. And so <clears throat> there needs to be some type of shift. There needs to be some type of change because of that. The way that we're getting our power right now, it's simply just outdated. It's a really, it's kind of like an archaic system. And so I love feeling and, and knowing that I'm part of this new thing, this new way that electricity is powering yeah. uh, uh, the homes. And so it's it's uh, as far as your question about the longevity of it, I remember that too. I remember thinking that, okay, um, and this is probably maybe a California type of, it's a common um, uh, perspective to have in California because it is a, considered a saturated market here. Um, of like, we only have like two more years, three more years, maximize the opportunity. And yes, we should all be having this viewpoint of let's maximize the opportunity that, uh, you know, to the best that we can. But even in, the, even in a market like California where we're the most fond of, I still think that there is plenty, <laughs> like plenty, 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 of, of new business, for um, sure. homes that have, that have already been built, new homes that are going to be built with all the new growth in Add the state. Ons. Yep. Um, and, and meeting that demand there's, there's, as long as there's a demand for solar, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to want to be in, involved in it. You yeah. Know, Jordan mentioned States like, you know, Florida, Texas, Arizona. I firmly believe that residential solar is gonna make sense and work well in all 50 states eventually, whether that's mm -hmm. in the next 
five years, the next 10 years tax credit got just got extended, which is huge. But someday, not sure when that when that is again, but but there, there's going to be a day and age when there is residential solar on every single home in America. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know for the, the viewers, but I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that massive shift of right. wealth that's involved in the change from old carbon based old technology ways of getting our power to this new technology it's exciting and there's a whole ton of opportunity and, and money to be made um, for the people that are involved in that massive shift yeah and that's good and you know you you really when you actually even look at the industry right jordan says something good there's like nationwide there's like i, I don't know the exact number let's say under 10 percent market penetration Right, meaning that one only one out of ten homes as of now has solar. In California, it's a little higher, but even in California, it's only like I think twenty something percent. Right, like one out of four, maybe one out of five homes have solar. Right, so we still have a long way to go. And when you really look at the financing, and you know, you look at you mentioned the uh, the grid is outdated. You know, I think the next evolution of solar is going to be some type of battery, right? I really do believe that in the years to come, more and more homes will start getting batteries and it'll be like kind of common, right? Mm. And we, we're starting to see like kind of cost of batteries also going down as well. Uh, we're starting to see kind of us going more into that kind of push with electric vehicles, right? We also saw that the tax credit included or that um, Inflation Act also included a tax credit of $7,500 if you get an electric vehicle. So we're starting to see on, that shift, awesome. right? We're starting to see on, more Sean. people are getting electric vehicles and if you get an electric vehicle that means that their energy usage is going to go up right and if it goes up that means they're going to have higher bills and if they have higher bills then there's more pain for them to want to get solar so we still have such a long way to go yep. right and if you're somebody who is passionate about becoming the best version of yourself right if you're someone that can do hard things someone that can knock doors and deal with rejection <coughs> and someone that you know enjoys financial freedom right i mean let's be real the, as, as awesome as what we get to do, also another awesome perk to this is the financial freedom uh, and the time freedom it provides, right? Sure. We get to work our own hours. You know, let's talk a little about that. Like what is now the opportunity of solar? Yeah. Or you had something? No, I wanted to just touch on that because you mentioned something, you know, becoming the best version of yourself is uh, something that you pitched to me, um, you know, initially when I was contemplating taking this job. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, I, you know, struggled for a long portion of my life with this irrational fear of rejection. Um, and it was actually like something that I wrote on a vision card that year, something that I wanted to overcome. Wow. And like, what better way to do it than door to door? And so that's an area that I've grown in. But probably like aside from the money, like the money is absolutely incredible. But the most, like one of the other most valuable things that you can develop here is a skill set. Mm. You know, a skill set in sales but also a skill set in door to door. Like I truly believe door to door is a trade. Mm. Mm. That's if good. you can master door to door, if you can master going door to door, and it doesn't matter what you're selling, but if you can feel confident going door to door and sell anything, you can survive any recession, any depression. The people that make it through the recessions and the depressions are the ones with trades are the ones with trades to fall back on. Wow. And I really believe that if you can master door to door, if you can develop that skill set, You'll yeah. never go hungry. You'll never be, you'll never be without a way to make money. Exactly. Because even, I mean, we were talking about this, right? We, we know these guys, Josh and Oliver, shout out to them, but they're yeah, making awesome. a killing selling window cleaning services yeah, as well. Power to Right? So there's always yeah, something, there's always something you can sell door to door, right? But right now, like nothing pays you like how solar pays you, mm. right? We got guys making Come on. 10, 20 grand in just one sale. <laughs> Come on. It's yeah. insane. Elliot. Come on. Yeah. High EPCs. I, something that I love what Jordan said, I am... Um, 
I, this is something I, I, I talk with my teams about all the time. Even, even uh, my talking to Hannah, my wife, is the fact that I've been able to figure out this door-to-door thing. I truly believe that, like, guys, this group, we're so set. We're, 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 we're set. We never have to worry about money again. And I think that's a pretty cool feeling. If you can make it in door to door, like you guys have been talking about, there will always be either a product, a service that we can provide to the marketplace via resi- uh, uh, residences and, and to homeowners and, and provide a value to homeowners. There will always be some product or service that we can sell uh, and to be of service to homeowners that can compensate, uh, compensate us in a, in a great way. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I love, I love that feeling. I love knowing that like, I never have to worry about being broke again because I have this skill set that right. I carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. No, that's great. And it's awesome. Let's, uh, you know, let's transition into now maybe some more of the leadership component to this, right? You know, we were maybe speaking out to people who don't know much about the industry or are new to it. Um, but what about the people that are in it, right? I mean, there's also a lot of, just like how there's a lot of room for growth to just personally sell, there's also a lot of room for growth to build a team, right? And you are rewarded very handsomely, right? If you build a great team, right? And, you know, um, I'm huge on the cash flow quadrant, you know, I talk a lot about that, right? There's four ways to make money, right? Kiyosaki. Yeah, Rocky Kiyosaki, right? Great book, right? You can either trade your, your time for money, you can trade your skills for money, or you can have a system or people where you make 1% off 100 people's efforts. And there's also a lot of room for, there's also a lot of growth for that as well. Um, so speaking to the leaders, right? What would you guys say are, you know, some good tips and practices, right, of kind of recruiting, you know, how to recruit a team. You two have down a, one of, an outstanding job at mm-hmm. that. You guys are probably some of the best recruiters um, in, in this space and also really great at building up team, making it fun, right? Everyone wants to work somewhere fun, right? No one wants to work somewhere boring, you know? So what would you guys say are just some good kind of tips on how to build a great team, how to recruit it, how to create fun in your environment yeah. for those people it's, that it's lead teams? Yeah, I think it's like, it's, I think it comes naturally to both of us, especially Jake, because I see recruiting as making friends, making friends and recruiting your friends. Oh my gosh. Like that's the number one people that you should be recruiting are your friends. So I'm here in warm market, tap into your warm market. Oh dude, for sure. Recruit your friends because your friends, I mean, if you have good friends, like, which I hope you do, I hope you have that level of discernment to like be yeah. able to tell good friends from bad friends, but mm-hmm. good friends, they're going to stay loyal to you. They're going to trust you. And you know, like they're just, there's just already that connection there as well. And like in this industry, I mean, we've been through our fair share of like ups and downs. You want people that are going to have your back in those down moments as wow. well. You That's know, good, you don't want to be building on a rotten foundation. So recruit your friends, first of all. And then second of all, the people that you're you know, sharing this opportunity with, just like make them your friend. You know, that's something you do a very good job of. And, you know, I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah, I love, it's awesome how we get to change people's life. Like, I think probably 99% of the people that are in our division, they can easily say that the amount of income that they're making, and not just that, but just they've, they've made more income prior to any other job they've had in the past. I mean, that's pretty much the case in everyone that's on the team, right? Um, but not only that, they they are they begin to develop. And I think that's what direct sales and entrepreneurship, and I think specifically in, in our organization, we're insistent on this idea of becoming, right? And the way I look at 
our our team in and with Legacy is it's really a personal development program mm. with a compensation plan attached wow. to it. And when it comes to recruiting, I, I want people to understand that. I, I want them to know like, okay, like welcome to the team, you're onboarded, welcome. Get ready to make the most amount of money you've ever made in your life. Yes, that's cool. What I think is cooler is the type of man that you're gonna become, yes. the type of woman that you're gonna become. Yes. Your, your sense of bravery, your sense of confidence, yeah. your sense of just becoming a, a stronger individual. Um, that kind of stuff to me is, is what I like. It's, it's this, um, uh, developing and it's this strengthening, uh, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually. And I think this is, this is the case. And I think we want, we want our recruits and, and the people that join the team. I think we're really good at offering them an experience. Like we don't want our guys to come to a correlation and it to seem like dead or low energy or like lame like we want them to be there needs to be some type of like experience where they come into a meeting and energy is high yeah and people are happy to be there people are like stoked about the uh the path that we're on and like where we're headed as a team that's good because this job is hard (sighs) right i mean of course we're talking about all the amazing stuff to it and dude i love that personal development uh course or whatever uh, with the amazing compensation plan, but that comes at a very high price, right? Knocking doors is definitely not fun. And it's also not sexy. Like, I don't think anybody, uh, when they were little kids and you're like, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, no one was like, I want to knock doors for a living. No one, no Jordan one thought said, that. Jordan said that. Jordan did. Jordan did. Yeah. yeah. Jordan's the exception. Uh, Maybe I, Stetson too. I think Stetson, I was born, new, Stetson was born for it. I have a new appreciation <laughs> for door knocking though. Like being in it for so long. Like, it's just like, it's, it's not that it's like hard, but just like, you can get so good at it that you just come to appreciate the people who are good at door to door so much. And like those people are gnarly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, see, it's not hard for you now, right? I'm sure it's gotten easier for you. Yeah. Well, but it, it's always been like the battle of the mind, right? Essentially, it is. Like, you exactly. Know, for sure. Like it's all the, mindset. the other day I went knocking, you know, and I hadn't knocked in like over a week, you know, and like it, my first few doors were rough. Mm. My first few doors, it like took me a while to get warmed up. Like, you know, I got you know, especially as a regional manager, I'm not happy to say this, but I got combative with a couple of the people just because I wasn't in the right state mm. of mind. And so it, like, I had to take a second and step back and just be like, okay, I gotta, you know, it like, it definitely like, it's something that you need to like stoke the fire of yeah. and keep warm mm-hmm. that skill set. Yeah. So what would you guys say is like one, maybe two traits that a person needs to have to have success in this industry. Yeah, I think easy. Uh, resourcefulness, that's mm. my number one. That's my number one, like every time it. to that. That's uh, my best answer to that question. <clears throat> what does that mean to you? What, what, how do you define resourcefulness, Jake? Totally, totally. So taking ownership and <clears throat> understanding the um, resources that I have at my disposal. Um, for example, <clears throat> there's this thing that we have uh, called uh, the internet. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's cool. Is, that, because, is, it, is it like Google? Is it Google? <laughs> because the internet has an infinite amount of information. Uh, we live in the information age, right? And yes. right. A, a, the ability to practice resourcefulness, what that looks like to me is if I am unclear, if I'm uncertain um, about a particular part of our business, 
I, as an entrepreneur, that's what the best entrepreneurs have. That's one of their biggest traits is they understand the importance of being resourceful. Mm-hmm. If I don't know something, I've got to figure out a way to find out the solution or find out how to do that thing or find out what, if something is, is if I'm unclear or let's say I need more training or more knowledge or a better understanding, whether that's solar, whether that's sales, whether that's stuff about leadership, I can access this information. I just have to find it. Um, the, on the contrary, and we see this op- often in rookie reps, people that are newer to the team, and this isn't to bash them, but but sometimes we talk, we're, we're pretty like transparent about talking about this. Yeah, sometimes sure. reps will have kind of like a, a, a silly question. And, All how it is, it's a dumb question. And I'm like, I'm like I mean, can I answer? So, yeah. so I'm happy to answer that. I always, I always want to empower them, right? I don't want to ever, we don't want to ever shame them. Happy to answer that little Timmy. Um, <laughs> and I'll give them the answer. But FYI, um, there's this thing called Google. Yes. And so like just a little bit more resourcefulness is going to help you, Timmy. What is your, SDG and his number? Yeah. In, yeah. in, your, in your journey with us. So that's, you know, that's just an example. But I think resourcefulness is huge. Yeah. Sure. And that, that reminds me in the military, we learn resourcefulness, right? In the Marine Corps, we were, uh, when I was a junior Marine, we had to read this book called Message, message to Garcia. Mm. And literally the message is you have this lieutenant that is given this message from John F. Kennedy. And he's, and all John F. Kennedy says, now this is not a true story, I don't think it is, but it's just John F. Kennedy gives this lieutenant and he just says, deliver this to General Garcia. Hmm. That's all John F. Kennedy says. And the lieutenant didn't say, well, where is he? Uh, what does he look like? Will he know I'm coming? He didn't ask these billions of questions. He just said, yes, sir. And then he figured it out. Let's go. Right? And Come then on. that book teaches you resourcefulness that... Uh, the lieutenant, he just had one clear instruction. Hey, deliver this message to deliver this message to to General Garcia, and then he figured out the rest, right? And that's resourcefulness. It's like having this awareness of okay, let me pause. Okay, the end goal is I gotta okay, I gotta call SDGE, right? Okay, what resource do I have right now mm. available? Oh, I have my phone. Mm, that's right. Powerful. Oh, I have the internet. I have Google. What is SDG? Like, it's simple, right? It's having this awareness of just pausing and being like, what do I have at my disposal instead of being lazy and wanting someone else to do right. the work for you? Yeah. Should do right? a training on that. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that's good, dude. Love that. You know me. I'm like, yeah. resourcefulness. It's Come so, on, dude. So yes. What would you say, Jordan? Number one trait to yeah. look at. Yeah. You can't Ooh. say be good looking, so. Well, that is actually that does ah no you know what I, no listen I've actually <laughs> found <serve> you. <laughs> I've actually found that that um, can actually be a negative because hear me out people who are Ooh. good looking on the doors don't experience rejection often enough in life as somebody who might be average looking and they're not hmm. as seasoned to rejection so they have yeah, a much harder time in the beginning as well but that's not what I would yeah, say good looks it's can good like looking. help you but also can like hurt you in that way for sure too sure yeah for the record don't you don't you ever stop and think that Jordan kind of look he looks like Justin Bieber sometimes yeah, do you see that absolutely yeah long not lost, really. long just lost brother. right now put a photo of Justin Bieber next to Jordan <laughs> and we can take a vote but anyways go on just because we're both anyway all right anyway. <laughs> um number one trait that I would look that I look for I don't know if it's really a trait but like a question that I ask every single rep is what is your why? why what is your why what is your vision what is your purpose why are you doing this why are you coming into a door to door commission only job mm. why you know like you know to make a ton of money okay cool why uh, cuz I want to live a good life why 
you know, because I want, you know, whatever, Good whatever thing, it yeah. may be, but get really deep. And like, you know, if um, I, I've just found that people with families, people who are married, people who are really clear on their why and have that hunger and that wow. motivation just like end up doing way, way better because what like what a why is another word for a why is a vision you know like i can see myself providing for my family giving them an extraordinary life giving them the life that i never had you know growing up you know or whatever you know fill in the blank for whatever it is yeah i think Um, if you're in the business only to make big money like you're not gonna last a week that's a weak why yeah no yeah yeah exactly and you are going to go through pain and adversity in this mm. job. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And you know what? I'm so grateful for it because some of like the reason I am the man I am today is because, you know, I went through it kicking and screaming and crying, but I walked through that pain and adversity and mm. came through wow. on the other side. And I'm so okay. grateful for it. And That's you know good. what? Having a vision and a why is what gave my pain mm. in those seasons a purpose. Wow. wow. If your pain doesn't have a purpose, you're not going to last yeah. in this job. Well and said. so if somebody's pain like that, like, you know, they don't have a purpose for their pain. Okay. Yeah. Go to get, Sunder. Get, I don't know get, if I can say that on here, but like, you know. Get something for your pain. Like, that's my thing. No you pain, wanna, no gain. You want to get something for your pain. Like, I, there's 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 a cost to that. Mm-hmm. I, I've been through a lot of discomfort and darkness in my life i might as well i might as well get growth i might as well get a growth experience out of that so i, Dude, I agree no, totally. with you i mean i feel like some of the best people we have have a story of uh, they went through they a all lot of pain you know the they all did yeah and you know and that's you know our division right the name of the division is valor because it's Come supposed on. it's supposed to represent um where we we're going to become someone who has a spirit of valor right where, right. where valor means that you can you know head da- danger and and hard stuff like fate like head on and, and go into it and and really all right. of us all of us like uh like, anyways like we have a lot of people on our teams that were previous drug addicts Right. And then now they're, you know, successful, happy. We have people who were, uh, you know, dropped out of college or didn't do well in high school, but now they're making more money than doctors, you know? So I feel like, I feel all of us really, at least in our division, like we have about 200 people in our, in our division right now. Um, we're a little broken, but like you said, they allow that pain to give them purpose Mm -hmm. and that's huge, right? Like we have to have a deep why. And um, I do this exercise, it's called the seven layers deep exercise, where essentially you ask yourself yeah. why seven times? Mm-hmm. Hey, why do you wanna do solar? Oh, I wanna make a lot of money. Okay, why do you wanna make a lot of money? Yeah, oh, yeah. well, I wanna, I wanna retire my family. Why do you wanna retire your family? And then you do it seven times. And if you do it right, around the fourth or fifth level, you get out of your head mm. and into your heart. Mm. And that's, that's where it gets deep, right? Cause like, like Jake said, if you make it about the money or the cars or the lifestyle, that'll last for a season, but it won't get you when shit gets really hard. You know, I mean, I mean, how many crises have we been through over the years? So many, <laughs> so many. I feel like every year there's at least one major crisis. Yeah. Yeah. But what, but six, seven years later, here we are. Because mm-hmm. like you said, we have a deep wire, right? Like yeah. you guys are married. Powerful. You know, Jake just recently became a new father. You know, I, I'm married of two kids. And like you said, yeah, like families, when family men, they naturally kind of have a big why. But that's huge. I love that. Dude. Correct. So, so why are we this? Yeah. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Cool. So all three of us in here, you know, are have experience in managing and building a team. I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what has been like 
like the number one, you know, like little nugget or like tip or, you know, principle that you abide by that has helped you build a team, you know, not just grow your team, like number wise, but build a team, meaning, you know, growth and develop the people yeah. as well. What would you, what would you guys say? Uh, Jake, uh, you go first. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> I think we have to be able to define leadership and in my view, leadership is influence. Mm, and that's good. if I am to gain influence of my team, my hope is that I would have a good influence, that my influence on my team would be healthy. And what that all boils down to is the way I'm living my own life. And I want the dudes on my team, I want my life to seem so attractive, not like in a material way or like a surfacey way, but I, I want the people on my team to view my life and my personal life as, as being attractive. Because if I'm not working on me, if I'm not developing me, wow. and if I'm not strengthening my skill set and my mm -hmm. character, yeah. who am I to expect that of my team? Mm. So that's what is super important for me. I'm constantly studying, I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly reading, watching stuff like this, podcasts, uh, videos on YouTube, uh, and educating myself how to, how to become how to persevere through doing hard things and how to be seeing which ways I can be getting better. Wow. Because I want my team to see, oh, Jake does that. Jake, that's the way Jake lives his life and that's his viewpoint and his perspective on life. I should do that too, because I see the fruit. I see the fruit in Jake's that's life. Good. I want my team to see the fruit in my own life. I love wow. that. And our leaders in Valor, they should have fruit. Our, I, that's kind of our vision, right? We want our leaders to have fruit in their life because we want our team to be attracted to that. I love that. That's a great answer. So uh, like to summarize that, you would say like the number one thing is being the perfect example, like illustrating it, like being out on the doors, you know, having the fruit in your life and just yeah. being somebody, being the kind of leader that your reps want to buy into and follow. Yeah, I always leading that. from the front, leading by example. Great always. answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, the Bible says, judge a tree by the fruit it bears, right? Absolutely. I and, um, you know, there was an early mentor who told me that uh, your reps will work half as hard as they see you work wow. as well. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Powerful. It's awesome. What do you think, John? Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I would say servitude, you know? Um, the Bible says, he who is first is last, and he who is last is first, right? So I, I do I do believe, famous quote from Jim Rohn, you know, service to many leads to greatness. Like, I believe that. I remember I learned that early on in my network marketing days back in like 2013. And, uh, and I do believe that if you help enough people get what they want, eventually you'll get what you want. Like, for the first three years in solar, like, people wouldn't have known it, but I was I was pretty broke. You know, even when I was a man, even early on in my manager. You fooled me. I fooled a lot of people, I you know, and, uh, but now I can, now that I'm better, I can, I feel com more confident saying it, but really I was like for, even when I was an assistant district manager, even my early like district managers, like I was barely getting by because a lot of what I was making was in some capacity going back to the team, you know, whether it was through incentives or dinners or whatever, because I really believe that, Hey, if I take care of my people or, Hey, this guy needs a grand, this guy needs three grand. Like, you know, he, he, he can't pay rent right now. Let me help him out, right? I know you guys have given out your own money to many of your people um, because I really believe that, hey, if I help enough people, I'm going to trust that eventually I will get what I want, yeah. right? And then I did, right? But it was a lot of sacrifice, you know? And I really believe serving in hood is the best way. And, and, that's, and that's, you know, that's serving your people when you do correlation. For example, when you run, when you run a sales meeting, mm. you should be serving by sacrificing 
two hours the night prior mm. to prepare something great for your team, mm. right? Like that's why sometimes it will get a little irked, right? When certain people wouldn't show up to our sales meeting because it, it got something I had, and I had to separate the personal side, but there was a part of me that's like, I sacrificed two freaking hours. I slept till 11 p.m. last night to come up with some content that is fresh, real and powerful. And this guy just like, oh, I'm, I just overslept. I'm like, really? Yeah. You know? So anyway, so it can be for like sure. that, right? Serving, uh, you know, serving, whether it's your, your money, your time, your wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. Over the years, how many people have we poured into? We poured our time, our resources, we knocked with them, we showed them the craft, and then now they're our competition. And that sucks, that hurts sometimes, right? Yeah. But I'm like, nope, you know, uh, there's like this great uh, kind of conversation I saw. It was like a, C a, a CFO <laughs> said to the CEO, he was like, oh, sir, what if we invest in our people and they leave us? But then the CEO responds and says, well, what if we don't invest in our people and they stay? Mm. And I remind myself that That's because powerful. two years ago, I went through this kind of like trauma where I was afraid to pour into people again because I had poured into a lot of people and then like a lot of them left and I felt a little traumatic. I was like, I don't want to serve anymore because I'm like, I'm just raising on my competition potentially. But I remember that and I'm like, no, John, like just continue pouring, yeah. Yeah. continue fear, pouring. Fear of loss. And uh, yeah, and because it's true, like what if they do stay, but I never poured into them. Now they're just mediocre people. And now I have a, a sales organization of just average people. So yeah. I, so anyways, to summarize all that, serve, servant, servanthood, just always figure out what can I sacrifice, you know, whether it's time, resources, your, you know, like you, I know you sacrificed your apartment to help out a recent rep, right? Where you gave him a place to crash, you know, like just servanthood and just trust and believe the process that eventually, you don't know when, it could be a year, it could be two years, it could be five years, but eventually you'll get what you want. You illustrate being a servant leader very well. And so do our leaders, you know, Luke, Damien, Doug, you know. Shout out to Luke and Damien, Doug, we love you. Uh, yes. Shout out Legacy Power. <laughs> You guys are in. We are one. I kind of want to end on on this thought. Uh, kind of a little bit about you guys. What's <coughs> what's your guys's future? Like, where do you guys see yourselves in the next five years, ten years? Kind of like you know, mm. for the people watching, I'm just curious to kind of see what your the vision for your life is. That is a very good question. Um, my whole thing is I'm going to stay obedient to wherever God calls me. Mm. You know. Um, Something that God has always like done and like been faithful with me is like my job, like whatever, like my occupation or source of like income has always been. It's always been something that I trust God with. And like every time I transition, like I level up, like I level up, I level up. My income, you know, always increases, you know, when I trust God. And do I think I'm going to be doing solar forever? Probably not. Probably not. I think I'm still going to be in it for, you know, a while. And I absolutely love that. And I'm happy with that. Um, but, you know, like, I think I am called to something greater. And I don't really know what that is. Um, but whatever it is, like, I'm going to remain obedient to God. Um, but solar's fun. Solar's yeah. awesome. The money's great. Yeah. And, you know, like, if he doesn't call me into anything else for like 10, 20 years, that's fine. Cause I'll just, yeah. you know, write this. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, I think you'll always be in the business of people, yep. you know? I mean, that's really what we do, right? We're in the business of people, Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Just solar happens to be our vehicle today, but it could be something else, right? 20 years from now, but it will still be people, developing people, training people, you know? It's true. It's good. Love, that Love that. the truth. Yeah, that's true. Jake, are you gonna replace Mr. Clean? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ransom, Mr. So Handsome what's Ransom. My, what's my what's my plan? I uh, here it is. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hear it. Are you ready? Am I? 
All right. Jake Ransom for president, 2060. <laughs> I want to aspire to inspire until I expire. Ooh. It's like, yeah, that one planned or something. Boom. Ooh. Boom shakalaka. That's the one. No, I want to I wanna grow my family, expand my family. Um, you guys know I just had a, a daughter. She's three months. Yeah. She's only three months old. I'm already, try, I'm already trying to put another one in my wife. That's crazy. So, so Jake see. wants to have 11 children. Not 11. Yeah. How many? Good luck, uh, Hannah. How many? How Respect. Many? Probably like 3.5. Three and a half? <laughs> like yeah. adopt one? Yeah. 3.5%. No, three, three to four. Maybe. Adopt a Nigerian baby. But uh, yeah, maybe. Could. Um, yeah, like, you know, solar is great. Definitely. With this vehicle, we can uh, make some life-changing money if we maximize it. And I intend to um, utilize the income that I'm making and transfer that into an all different, a few different types of investment ideas. I think that's the best uh, long-term game plan for sure. Um, it's I think it's important that we have one primary primary uh, cash flowing vehicle, which for me is solar right now. But it's always good to be having an eye on. Um, there's, there's so many opportunities for investing, and I think that's the right mindset to have with, with where we're, we're at. Um, yeah, continue to continue to grow um, and continue to uh, level up in, in my life. And uh, I'm, I'm eager to, to see what's on the horizon, you know? And um, I anticipate even the, the the things that I'm gonna experience on this journey that I probably have no idea at this point in my life that I'm gonna end up there, you yeah. know? Like, for example, 10 years ago, I I was doing door-to-door -door sales was like- <laughs> Nowhere in the a, horizon. Even a thought into it. <laughs> yeah. If you would have told me that I would be a regional manager of a door-to-door solar sales company 10 years ago, I would have been like, what? <laughs> so you never know. And I love how Jordan says, like, just continue to trust, you know, trust in God that he's going to make a path and make a way and continue to live with a, from the place of gratitude. And I think if we do that, then we be I. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I, am excited to do it alongside with you guys you know i mean um i know we work together but you guys truly are some of my best friends that i have and i'm honored to do this journey with you but also be on the journey of husbandry and 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 father father soon raquel, yeah. raquel? okay so uh yeah you know and just to kind of summarize you know for our audience like the, so we just want to talk about the solar industry it's such a beautiful beautiful industry and there's a lot of potential for it on the side of personal development right you become a better person you learn great skill sets that are like jordan mentioned are like recession proof right to where Correct. you can literally make money doing anything right um but also the financial opportunity is awesome right like i know you know all three of us right we've been able to have have a beautiful wedding because of it, right? Go to an amazing honeymoon, right? Like we've been able to live a lifestyle where we choose what we want, right? We're, we're not choosing between the steak or the chicken because of like how much it costs. And mm. solar can provide that, right? We're, this year we'll have probably like, uh, we'll have, I would say over 80-ish people do over at least six figures, right? Let's go. Within that about maybe 25, that will do half a million if not more. And then pretty sure about three to five people that will do over a million dollars. And this is just commission. This is like install commission, commission. right? Commission straight, only, straight right? commission. And what's nuts is even these guys are gonna make a million dollars. What's crazy is they're not working 
eight hours every single day, Monday through Friday, right? They're really not. You know, they just work really hard. They work really smart. They've perfected the craft of sales, of communication, of persuasion, and they're being paid really, really great for it. So, you know, for those people who want to be paid their worth, like look in the solar industry. Of course, we're hiring, right? Legacy Valor. You know, we're uh, we're, we're hiring really na like anywhere in the nation, almost anywhere in the nation. But uh, you know, so uh, to kind of close out, guys, where can uh, the audience find you guys? Like uh, on social media, I know you guys like give us your Instagram handles, Facebook, at Twitter, <laughs> at JMates, um, and then at Pluto. How do you spell, do you spell that? How do you spell that? Jordan? If you have a felony record, hit up at Pluto Tectonics. Um, yeah. But if your record's clean, at JMates. If you need to get a hold of me, uh, just email my secretary, Luke Toon at lgcypower.com. <laughs> He'll give you all the info that you need. Um, right. And yeah, Instagram, uh, Pluto Tectonics. Follow me. Yeah. That's great. So thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of You Can Do Hard Things podcast. We want to remind you guys that you can do hard things. You're equipped for it. You're wired for it. And you will find massive, massive purpose and happiness and joy in doing hard things. So we'll catch you guys at the next podcast.